welcome to another episode of Cost of Communication. I'm Amy Lequier, and a big thank you to Equa Marketing for hosting this, or for not hosting it, I'm hosting it, for <laughs> sponsoring this water cooler series. And we are in our fourth month now with the Cost of Communication. And this is near and dear to my heart, the hygiene department, because as you all know, I've Worked as a hygienist since 1994 and um, as a dental consultant the last seven years. So dental hygiene is part of my uh, DNA at this point. So today we're going to talk about how the hygiene department really works in two areas. So a lot of times I have different um, different objectives that are maybe three or four objectives. Today we're going to focus on two. The first one being handoffs. To me, a handoff is something that um, is essential in being able to communicate to the patient and communicate to the doctor and to the team what those next steps are and to have consistency. So we're gonna take a look at what a good handoff sounds like, an effective handoff looks like, and we'll talk about new patient and also handing off to the front office team. And the other thing we're going to focus on is how your hygienist is really an influencer when it comes to patient care and patient retention. So those are the two objectives we're going to talk about today. I want you to just look at this image here for a moment and take a look at that and think about what it is that, that comes to mind. What's the first word that comes to your mind? What do you see here? One thing I see is readiness anticipation, the focus is really on the baton of this relay race. So this is what I would call a handoff, right? Not necessarily a handoff of what we would think of in a dental office, but a handoff where these two, if can you imagine if they hadn't practiced together, what would be the cost if that baton was dropped? Well, it could be that they lose the race, and as an audience, what do you feel when you're watching a race and the baton drops? You kind of feel like a oh, little breather, you take a breath and you, you feel bad. So as a consultant, when I go into offices and I am listening and I hear a handoff that I know could be improved, I'm like that person in the audience is just like, oh, I just feel bad because I know we can improve on that. What, what we say has an impact. And this may be costing the practice money by whatever was said, the patient doesn't get it and they may not schedule. There's not enough rapport being built. The emotional impact is quite there. And so when you're a bystander looking in, you can see that in that moment. So that is what we're going to talk about and focus on first is, is what a handoff looks like. And I like to come up with sort of my own definitions of things, if you haven't noticed over the last uh, few months here. To me, a handoff, and this is a, a, a kind of a lot of words here, so we'll break it down. But to me, a handoff is the transfer of communication from one person to another to provide predetermined information highlights and relevant concerns for exceptional patient care and customer service. So it's definitely a mouthful. So what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna just break this down. What does this mean? It means when we transfer the communication from one person to another, 
we're having that level of what that information is. And, and you guys have heard me talk about intentional communication as the five C's. So the transfer of communication from one person to another is really focused on that first C, which is communication, which is the content. What, what are we actually saying? What do we want that patient to leave their understanding? What's the knowledge? Okay. Then the second C is clarity. And that's providing the predetermined information. So when we proactively say, here's the things we're going to talk about during a handoff, and we have them consistent, and we have it clear as to what we're going to say, and we'll get into that in a little more detail, what that looks like. But when we've set a standard or a system ahead of time as to what we're going to say, then we have that clarity, and it sounds just seamless. Then the highlights relevant concerns for exceptional patient care and customer service, that falls under those other three C's. We have the five um, C's of communi intentional communication. The first one is the what, which is communication. Second one is clarity, which is the how. And then the why, which is the highlights and relevant concerns for exceptional patient care and customer service. That is cohesiveness, so a similar message. So every, anyone who says it says the same thing that the patient comes in and has the same experience, whether you're a husband, a wife, a cousin, you know, whoever comes in is having an experience that's, that's similar. Um, the customer service aspect of it, which is used right in this definition, and then compassion. We wanna make sure we understand their concerns. So again, that's a mouthful, but understanding the purpose behind why we do what we do really helps us to understand how we get to that next level of care for our patients. So when do we do a handoff? So we talked about what it is. So when do we do a handoff when it, in regards to the hygienist? Now, sometimes if you have a new patient, depending upon the flow of your practice, you may have the front office team meeting with that new patient, going over some things and then handing off to the front office from the front office to the hygiene. Then we have the hygienist handing off to the doctor when the doctor comes in and does an exam. We also may have same day treatment where the hygienist is seeing the patient and then the doctor has determined that there's a need, the patient wants to stay, so the hygienist may hand off to the assistant. That's an example of, of when that would happen. Or the hygiene to the front office person, it could be a treatment coordinator, which is TC there, or FC, which is financial coordinator. Whoever is that person, once they leave your operatory room, you bring to the front desk and you introduce them, you, you kind of do that hand, for, hand off, that transfer of trust. But first, before we get into that piece of it, and we're gonna focus on the two that are highlighted here, the hygiene doctor and the hygiene front office team. Before we do that, we need to look back. We saw this slide last time when we talked about case acceptance. We do have our communication blind spots. So we need to just have an awareness that we only know what we know, okay? And we don't know what we don't know. So we have specific blind spots. So when we're thinking about handoffs, we wanna make sure, and, and specifically from hygiene to doctor, doctor to assistant, the clinical team to the clinical team, making sure that we're not talking over the patient's head too clinically. 
also too fast and too slow because there's a purpose why we actually do a handoff in front of the patient. You know, if you're ever um, out and about and you're doing something and you're trying to remember some things and you get too much in your head, it's hard to remember. Well, when we're talking to patients and we're saying all this information to them, when we have repetition, we have the hygienist saying it a few times, the doctor saying it, then they hear it again when we hand up to the front office team, they've heard it multiple times. So then they can remember, oh, okay, that sounds familiar. And everybody's on the same page. I mean, half the time, I don't even remember if I took my vitamins in the morning. <laughs> Two hours later, I'm like, wait, did I take them? Did I not take them? So this just, you know, helping to the patient to realize when they hear things multiple times that, oh yeah, that sounds familiar when they get to the front office. Also, continuing to talk after the patient already agrees to treatment. So if we're doing that handoff and we don't just stop and we continue going after the patient has already made that agreement, that can put us into a, a situation where the patient feels like they're not trusting us anymore. We want to make sure we have used our visual aids up to that point of the handoff so that we can reference, oh yes, um, we use that enteral camera. Do you remember patient when we looked at your x-rays? So, so you're utilizing the things you've already talked about to help the patient see why it's beneficial for their specific tooth and their need. And then also second guessing ourselves. If, we, if we're feeling like we're not confident, we're not really sure, we're kind of wishy-washy, those can be our blind spots that we don't necessarily recognize that the patient is, is not really on board at that point. They're a little um, miss, they're not really understanding what's happening. So once we have an awareness of that, I wanted to bring that slide back just to, to remind us that we're not trying to get our patients to be dentists or hygienists. They're people who we want to help them understand what's going on in their mouth in a way that they're going to understand it. So as far as what we say in a handoff, what is it that we say? So this next slide is gonna be an example of what we would say for a new patient. Again, this is a lot of words on this it's text right here, but we wanna make sure that we look at this and break it down as to what is all this ton of information we're learning? What are we saying? And it's just super concise, even though it seems like it may be a little wordy for this specific slide. So think about this, a new patient comes in They've seen the hygienist first. Now, depending upon your practice, the doctor may, uh, the new patient may go through the doctor side first, and that's completely fine. In this scenario, the new patient's with the hygienist, so they're handing off to the doctor after they've done their preliminary workup. So they're saying to the doctor, Mr. Jones, this is um, our awesome doctor, Dr. Crown. Dr. Crown, Mr. Jones and I have been getting to know each other. Here's his medical history and smile survey. He did say he was interested in straightening his teeth. The x-rays and intraoral picture, pictures are up and Mr. Jones is not having any pain. His blood pressure was 120 over 80 and he's not taking any medications. He moved here about six months ago and his last visit to a dentist was about two years ago. Our patient Bob Barker referred him to us. They work together. So that took me less than two minutes maybe to say all that. And all of that information is so much that 
it's little nuggets of information that now Dr. Crown can lead from there and say, oh, so you work at Intel, great. And, you know, assuming that they know where Dr. where Bob Barker works, they may not, and that's fine too. So it's not trying to stretch your memory on, on where the patients work, but it's just a, a way to engage the patient. And if the hygienist said something that she, um, or he didn't understand, then the patient has a chance to say, oh no, I, I, I don't really want to straighten my teeth. So it gives them an opportunity to really hear if the hygienist was really summarizing it in the way that the patient said. So it gives an opportunity for, for clarifying questions, clarifying answers, and for the doctor to really take all this information and have this build this rapport with this patient. Now, what I see a lot of times is when a new patient comes in, that the doctor, let's say that, let's say it's the same scenario where the hygienist is the one who has, sees the new patient, and the doctor comes in, and instead of allowing the hygienist to hand off and transfer that trust, they just come in and start talking to the patient. Now, the, the problem that I see with that is that this patient has just spent 20 minutes, 30 minutes with the hygienist building all this relationship with them. And now the doctor comes in and starts asking him all the same questions again. And for one, it's, it's annoying. <laughs> I mean, it's happened to me before and I get annoyed because for one, they've already spoken to someone on the, on the phone about their, to get into the appointment. Okay, they've already given a bunch of information. They may have said it again when they came to the front office, um, when they checked in in person. They said it to the hygienist, now they're saying it again to you. Now, if, if you go and you allow the person who was just building that relationship to give you a summary, and again, this is a predetermined summary that you've already said, here's the things that I want you to tell me during that handoff. Then you know that that patient is getting excellent customer service for one, they're feeling listened to, they're feeling heard, because think about it, how many people like to go to the dentist? I mean, there's a few out there, right? But in general, it's not something that patients really want to have to do. So to help them feel comfortable, feel like it's their dental home, like we've just listened to everything that they said, this really is a way to do that. So trying not to come in and just start talking, you know, introduce yourself and then allow the hygienist to, to get their information really does help. Now, as far as what's next, we want to make sure there's some things. So that's what we say, and this is what it looks like. We want to make sure that during the handoff, we do maintain eye contact with the patient. We don't have our mask covering our face. Now there's an exception if you've got a cold or if the patient has a cold, there's sometimes where it's okay to, to wear your mask, but generally speaking, that's not really a good way to approach a patient is with your mask on or under your chin, take it completely off. The other thing is, is and again, this is for a new patient or an existing patient, any of, either of these. Um, do stand where the patient can see both the hygiene and the doctor. Same thing if you're in, in the doctor's operatory and it's an assistant, try to stay in that triangle where the patient's here, doctor and assistant. So you're all looking at the patient, be able to look at each other. 
I understand that there's some operatories, the setup's just not conducive to that, but really do your best to move your body and then move back if you need to. Really try to not stand behind the patient's head while you're talking to them. Of course, when you're doing your exam and all of that, but while you're having that conversation, that handing off, during that handoff, we don't wanna stand behind the patient's head. We do wanna to listen to the hygienist first and then respond, which is what I was saying saying um, earlier when we walk in and we just start talking to the patient and it's hard because that's what we want to get done but really this helps with the flow of the day and it helps with efficiency and keeps you on task because you have you have things to do you have another patient in another room you may have another hygiene check that you have to get to so um, you know if you want to say hi and some personal things but when it comes to their teeth let the hygienist or the assistant if you have an assistant um, doing that then help them to really get to know the patients and relay that information to you as far as hygienists go do have the x-rays up have the intraoral pictures io pics intraoral pictures up charting ready i also used to have a mask and gloves ready for my doctor right there um, just be as efficient as you can have your mirror and explorer in the right direction level have a two by two whatever that doctor needs to to get that the most efficient in and out of your chair and to be seamless have it ready for him now with that being said if the doctor um, comes in too early without letting the hygienist know that can sometimes be a problem because you're not ready now would you rather have the doctor do that than come and make you wait 30 minutes absolutely but usually this is something we can discuss during the morning meeting and can say, hey, you know what, I'm anticipating that I may need to come in early. Can you have your x-rays up within the first 15 minutes so I can come in? So usually that communication will help to, to, um, to eliminate that, but it does happen sometimes. And then do prepare in advance what to report on, and I'll give you an example of what that looks like. And then also don't assume that the hygienist is a mind reader, regardless of how long you've worked together, you know, we do our best to try to understand what your needs are, but if we don't know, if you haven't communicated to us what it is you're needing, then we don't know. So definitely communicate to us. If you've communicated and it's not happening, that's a different story, but don't assume something that we have never been told before. Communication is key, intentional communication. Awesome. All right, so now we have our hygiene to the front team. So now we have the doctor did the exam and we did that handoff. We did it properly. Everything was, was awesome. The patient's ready to schedule. So now the hygienist walking up to the front and says, Mr. Jones, Michelle is our fantastic um, treatment coordinator. And then if you use route sheets, that's where you hand off your route sheet. And she'll take care of you with reserving time for your upper right area that you and Dr. Crown agreed on. Now, if you remember from last episode of the um, water cooler, I talked about case presentation. This is what the agreement is. So now that repetition of we've agreed on it. Now another person is hearing that the, the doctor and the patient agreed on the specific treatment. Turn and look at the office manager and say, you know, Michelle, Dr. Crown would like to see Mr. Jones in the next two weeks to take care of number three. So you're talking upper right when you talk to the patient and then specific number three when you talk to your team member. We did everything listed on the sheet today and his next hygiene visit is reserved for six months. 
turn back to Mr. Jones. It was a pleasure meeting you and we'll back and we'll see you back soon. I can't wait to hear about your vacation. So leave it with something personal, something specific, and then and write that down somewhere in your in their the patient's chart in a note section that hey, um, going on vacation, checking with them next time, Hawaii, um, 25th wedding anniversary. You know, just so that you can remember that because in six months you may not remember that. So making sure that you have those personal connections with the patients is really key because they'll go, hey, they remembered me. Think about the times that you've had where people have remembered you. Um, I actually had a patient remember me. I, I um, on top of being a consultant, now I work at a public health setting and their students ages between 16 and 24. And the student came in and he said, and it was a year, it was a whole year. It wasn't even six months. And he said, Hey, I remember you, you told me that, um, something about how he was brushing. I forget even the specifics now. I was like, wow, that was super specific of what I said to you. And he remembered it and it was an impact to him. And, you know, it, it was just something this 19 year old boy remembered me telling him. So our words do matter and patients do remember certain things. So getting back to this, um, this handoff specifically, couple of things that we highlight in here are using the word reserved, used it twice in there, reserving time for the upper right area, and then reserve, his next hygiene visit is reserved for six months. So again, confirmed, it's okay. Reserved is a little more official sounding, right? It's a little more, oh, okay, you've got my reserved appointment for me. Also, making sure that you're looking at the patient, looking at Michelle, the office manager, whoever you're handing off to, and then um, making sure that if they're not, if, if this is somebody who's sitting right there. What if they're on the phone? Then what? That's what I like about rounding sheets, and I know a lot of people are paperless or, or limited paper. The rounding sheets or some sort of little sheet to hand off is really great because if they're on the phone, you can hand it to them. And so it's given the information that um, you want to relay to the front office team. So you would write that information down on there. All right. And then the, the last thing to focus in on on this handoff is you're giving them a sense of urgency. You're saying Dr. Crown and you're, you're using the doctor's name in there because the, the doctor has said they would like to see Mr. Jones back in the next two weeks. Now, if you're in an office that doesn't scheduling four weeks out, don't say two weeks, because <laughs> then the patient will get upset. Well, Dr. Crown said two weeks. So whatever that time frame is, that's the, the, the soonest available time. Now you can put them out four weeks and you can say, hey, we'll put you out four weeks. However, if we get a uh, change in our schedule, not never cancellation, if we get a change in our schedule, would you like to be on our VIP list and move forward? Great. Awesome. So now they're a VIP, they're going to get special treatment anyway, but now they're on this specific list that can move them forward. So they may say no, four weeks is fine, no problem, that's fine. Um, but it's just an opportunity to, to give a little extra special touch. Now to us as a team, we know the VIP list is, is helpful to us because we get those last minute um, changes in our schedule and oh, you know, uh, Mr. Jones said he come in. So it gives us the opportunity to have those patients on hand to call. So it's a win-win for both, really. Awesome. So I mentioned a rounding sheet. Well, this time-saving tip is 
a patient introduction sheet. And if you don't know what a routing sheet is, just to back up for a second, if you don't know what that is, usually your software system will have it and you can right click um, you know, in Dentrix and it'll say print route sheet. And you can see the patient's name, you see their date of birth, how long they've been a patient, if they have um, insurance, what their balance of insurance is left, uh, when their next appointment is, if they have outstanding treatment. It's just a, a slew of information that is really beneficial to even print out for a morning meeting and highlight and, and utilize it in a way that's, that's helpful. So that's a, just a little side note there if you're not using them to just check with your software and see if that's something that you'd want to do. This little sheet here, that time-saving tip, is remember I mentioned that it's a predetermined what we're going to discuss. Well, this sheet is what that is. So let's say that the hygienist is going to talk about um, these things here. So they would have a little sheet of paper, or I have some offices who limit their paper so they laminate it and they just use an expo pen and then wipe it off. So they might have five or six of these in their room and then they write on and, and um, once they're done, then they erase them. So the name the patient likes to be called, so if they're Richard, they might be like to called Rick, um, what their occupation is, uh, medical history, no concerns, concerns, blood pressure. So this is for this specific visit, okay? So it's each visit that you would be having an exam, that you would have any kind of handoff. New patient, maybe a little more comprehensive, but um, this would be something that you and the doctor would determine, the hygienist and the doctor would determine. And you might have one doctor that, if you have multiple doctors, that is a little bit different too. But this is sort of a, a uh, way that you can write these things down, jot them down, and then when the doctor comes in, you kind of read through it, what you talked about, and it's consistent every single time. So the doctor doesn't have to guess. It's going to be in the same order, and it's going to be seamless. So again, time-saving tip. It might seem like a little bit of work at first, but it it's really does save you time. So that kind of wraps up our handoff. What we're gonna talk about now is just really the hygiene influence. And as a hygienist myself, I mean, it's so crazy to think about all the relationships I built with people, how many people we see. Like say you work an eight hour day. I mean, you might see seven to 10 patients a day, four days a week. I mean, that's a lot of people you come into contact with, especially kids who you see young and you grow up with, you know, they grow up and you see them in high school and then college. And, you know, if you're staying at the same office, it's just amazing how you build that rapport with them, the things they tell you. And so the hygienist influence are, here's some ways that I just thought were prevalent for this conversation because the cost of communication, again, is we talked about it, um, all of these episodes, it's time. We, we lose time when we're not doing things efficiently. We lose money if the patient leaves. So if you have a hygienist who can really help influence all of these aspects, and these are just some, there's more, but these are the kind of the ones that I focus on to be the top ones that can cost you in a great way or in a negative way. So case acceptance, hygienist influence. How do you think they influence case acceptance? Well, they help prep. So when you have that handoff, they can say, oh, we talked about this. They, do, they can take the intro old camera picture. They can talk about it before you even come in the room as a doctor. 
So they help with that. And they say, oh, my tooth. They give their own testimony. They give other patients testimonies, of course, without using their names. But that's a way that they can talk about it to the patient. It doesn't matter how long you've been a hygienist. You have some sort of experience. So um, product recommendation. So let's say that you're an office that has electric toothbrushes. If a hygienist, how many times I've recommended a hygienist, uh, um, electric toothbrush to a patient and they bought it. You know, if you, they want to get it. So, and if they trust you, they're going to, they're going to get it from you. Specialist referrals. So let's say you're a GP office and you, um, the patient needs referrals for periodontist. The hygienist has an influence on who they get referred to. I know I used to have my favorites and I would say, okay, doctor, how about send them to Dr. So-and-so because that was like my favorite person. And if the doctor decided that was great, they agreed and that was fine, or they might say, oh no, let's send them to this other one for whatever reason, maybe they were better at gum grafting or whatever. So, but hygienists do have an influence for that. Professional associations, we're out in public, we're networking with professional associations. And I don't just mean, you know, dental hygiene associations, I mean other associations school associations, um, whatever, whatever they're part of, part of churches, part of all of these different community involvement where they can be a light for your practice and really have that influence and get patients in. Scheduling their next appointment. So, you know, if I say to a patient, hey, would you like to schedule a next appointment? They might say no. I say, hey, you know, let's go ahead and get your next appointment scheduled. They might just say yes. Um, so how we say things, and and then that costs us time in the long run. So if we if we're just saying you know would you like to, and they say no, we say okay, let them go. Then the front office team is now trying to fill those holes in the schedule, that open time, where if the hygienist would have worded it a little differently, the patient would have scheduled. Education, understanding the cause and effect. So when we can, as hygienists, understand the cause and effect, then we can educate our patients about it. Now, to me, education is important. However, it's not as important as we tend to think it is as a profession. And I learned that kind of the hard way. And how I've learned that is that it's not about telling them more knowledge. It's about showing them more the cause and effect pictures or, you know, before and after some sort of testimonial, something like that. Because if you think about it, if it was just about um, understanding something, everyone would floss, everyone would be, you know, not eating sugar, no one would smoke if it was just understanding knowledge. So we need to understand the cause and effect and how it affects them personally. Okay, so that affects you because X, Y, Z, not Joe Schmo down the street. And then the emotional impact of the patient experience and, and then that leads into referrals. You've got to think about the emotional impact that it has when the patient comes in. When they're, that patient's laying back in the chair, that's an intimate moment when you're in their bubble, their close boundaries. It's, a, it's kind of a, um, it can be overwhelming for some patients. So when you're in that trust bubble there, you're in their space, it really is an emotional impact on the patient. And when they keep coming back and they want to see you, that is something that is amazing because it's not really something that they want to um, have to go through. It's a necessary, necessary um, part of life. 
but that they choose to come back to you is really an honor and a privilege. So hygienists have a huge influence. So I wanna um, end this with a challenge like I do every, every month. And that is one is to create your personal introduction checklist for your handoff. So everyone's gonna be different. And like I said, you may have multiple doctors, multiple hygienists, but really try to make it as consistent as possible um, so that the patient has an awesome experience. Create your checklist for your handoff and then give it to the hygienist. You may work together on it, or you may start it as a doctor and have the hygienist input on it. And then just start doing it. It's not, it's not a hard thing to do. Um, you know, as far as implementation, it takes just a few minutes um, to do it. It may take a little bit of time to, to do it consistently. But once you start doing it, it really does help with the flow of the day. Or you could pick one intentional thing that you learned and apply it. So what's one thing that we talked about that really was sort of an aha moment or a little gem that you said, you know what, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take that little piece and apply it. And I'd love to get your feedback. You can email me. You can um, give me a call. You can go on my website and contact me. Um, I'd love to hear feedback. Um, or meet with a hygienist and get feedback, listen, and give at least one specific compliment. So that's something that, you know, we want to hear affirmation. We want to hear we're doing a good job. So don't just say, oh yeah, great job today. Hey, Amy, great job talking to that patient about her treatment. I really appreciated you having the gloves and mask out for me. Awesome. Guess what? I'm going to do it every time and I'm going to do more things to try to please you. So do you have any questions for me? Yes. If you work in an office where the doctor is inconsistent, maybe sometimes it comes in early, other times it's like, how would you start a conversation about getting some consistency and creating the dialogue for the patient experience? Awesome. Great question. So in general, when there is a morning meeting that's involved, um, there should be some sort of communication throughout the day of the flow of the day for looking at the schedule as a whole. So if it is, if it's going in for your hygiene checks and they just come in whenever they want to having that conversation of saying, okay, let's look at the schedule as a whole. What is your day look like doctor? What does my day look like? And what's the um, best way to communicate so that we're coming in at a time that's appropriate for everybody. Now, you might have a family come in of, um, you know, a mom with four kids. Well, you might do the hygiene checks all at the end. So you would talk about, okay, well, why don't you do all of your hygiene and I'll do all the checks at the end and just keep the instruments out. So that's one way to do it. Um, but really, it's about the flow of the day and understanding the intention and purpose and result. What's our goal that we're trying to reach? Is our goal that the doctor is in consistent because they just want to go in when they want to go in well that might not be the best thing for the whole practice so then we need to help the doctor understand okay if that's your goal to kind of disrupt and and you know have the hygienist be all flustered then you're doing a good job <laughs> you know if the hygienists don't care and they're like i don't care whenever he wants to come in great that's awesome so it's really about um, what is our common goal? What, what are we really trying to achieve here? And what's the best way to achieve that? So um, everybody's schedule is so different. It would have to really look at 
the big picture. You can't just look at one column. You have to look at every single column and how they, how they intersect. I had one office, it was a multi-doctor practice that um, in the morning, there was one doctor designated for all the hygiene checks. That's all I did all morning. And so the other doctors didn't have to get out of their, get up to do their um, um, production to get up to go do hygiene checks. And then the afternoon, that one doctor did, and another doctor did the afternoon. So there's so many ways that you can do it. It's just a matter of thinking outside the box sometimes. Okay, makes sense. Good. Awesome. Okay, and so then here's my contact information. If anybody has any questions, comments, I'd love to hear them. Um, thank you again to Equa Marketing for the awesome sponsorship for this water cooler series. And we will continue on next month with the cost of communication. We'll keep going and we will learn more about um, this series. Mm -hmm.